everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have a lot to catch up on today. Some big news around the league. Some milestones have been reached. Let's jump right into it. The top story in Major League Baseball right now is that Ronald Acuna Jr. has joined the 40-40 club. This is huge. He had his 40th home run of the season on Friday night, and he became just the fifth player to have a 40-40 season. This is how rare it is. Only five people have done. He's the fifth member of the 40-40 club. He's the only member of the 40-60 club. I mean, just a historic season all around for Ronald Acuna Jr. And this was a Braves 9-6 win over the Nationals on Friday night at Nats Park. But he's doing what few men have ever done. I mean, this is super historic. Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, A-Rod, and Alfonso Soriano are the only other men who have had a 40-40 season before. And the 46 steals by A-Rod in 1998, in his 40-40 season, that previously stood as the highest steals total during a 40-homer campaign. Well, you know that uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. has crushed that. He has north of 60 steals. So, huge, huge deal for Ronald Cooney Jr. You know, if you look at this, you might come and say, oh, well, you know, they made it easier to steal this year, which is true, which is very true. Um, so, the likelihood of getting into these clubs, you know, 2020, 30, 30, 40, 40 is definitely higher in 2023 than it's ever been. That is very true. However, we do have to turn the clock back and remember Back in 2019, Ronald Cunha Jr. flirted with this as well. He he hit 47 home runs and had 37 stolen bases in 2019, back with the old rules as a, what was he, 21-year-old or, or whatever. So he's shown that he has this potential, and that was four years ago. Uh, so the fact that he got 40-40 this year, um, I think a lot of people could just say that you know he was bound to do it someday anyway if he did it. He, if he came three steals shy at age 21 before he even really entered his prime, it only made sense that he would, he would likely do it someday. And we're seeing that now with Ronald Acuna Jr. So he has 40 home runs and 68 stolen bases right now. You're looking at someone with a 337 average. I didn't even know his batting average was this high. 337 average, 101 RBIs, 40 home runs, a 1012 OPS. I mean, MVP, Candidate for sure. And that's the thing. He is not a slam dunk to win the MVP. Um, first of all, he's only two steals away from 70. So you could probably have a 47 season. But it's going to be an interesting MVP vote this year. It, it, it is. Because um, you have Mookie Betts in the National League as well, who is having a fantastic season. And then that... That has been the, the tale of two halves. First half, everyone's saying, okay, it's easily going to be Mookie, but, oh, sorry, uh, Ronald Cooney Jr. Then after the All-Star game, everyone's like, oh, Mookie's having this really hot stretch. And now we're, we're trying to see who's going to come out on top. I don't know. I think this big milestone definitely will push Ronald Cooney Jr. to the front. I do, I really do think so because it's such a rare feat. It's kind of like when Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown in 2012. He won the MVP, even though Mike Trout probably deserved it. But we didn't really know much about, or as much about sabermetrics as we do nowadays, 
people weren't really paying attention to wins above replacement the same way as they do now. And to be fair, I am not a fan of using wins above replacement as the end all be all because a lot of people think that the MVP is a as a war leader award, which I, I, I disagree with. I highly disagree. I, I don't think that that's true. But either way, the the gap between Mookie and Ronald Cooney Jr. is small now. I mean, as we speak, according to Baseball Reference War, Mookie bets an 8.1. Ronald Cooney Jr. has an 8. So they're neck and neck right there. So you can't just use war. So I think they're going to give the edge to the guy who had the historic season. And I think that's Ronald Cooney Jr. I, I really do. I think he is going to get that edge right now because of this 40-40. It's super rare. It's extremely rare. So shout out to Ron Cooney Jr. I mean, he was uh, enjoying his time around the bases. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You're doing something only four other men on the planet have ever done. Of course, take your time around those bases. That's that's a huge accomplishment. So shout out to Ronald Acuna Jr. We're witnessing history. The Twins clinched the AL Central. And they're going back to the postseason. They're, they're AL Central champs. So... Yeah, they got the win over the Angels on Friday night, 8-6. to six. You know, this isn't at all the path the Twins thought the season would take. But, you know, their lineup was built with Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa as a focal point. But instead, it's the rookies and youngsters who blossomed, matured, and flourished before the eyes of Twins fans. They're celebrating their first AL Central title since 2020. All of that is a reflection of how this young generation spurred the offense in the second half. I mean, you're talking about guys like Royce Lewis, Edward Julian, Matt Walner, Alex Kirilov. I mean, all those guys missed some time, whether, you know, yeah, honestly due to injuries. But they all contributed in a big way in the second half. And now the Twins are AL Central champions. So that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, they're, they're trying to, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're back in the postseason. They're trying to get a long way to postseason win. They haven't won a postseason game in a long time. Uh, of course, winning the Central makes it e- a, l- a little easier because you're not in that wild card game. But, I mean, still, ALDS is going to be a best of five. So, they feel ready to earn the club's first postseason win since October 2004. They have not won a postseason game in 19 years. So, we'll see. The Brewers clinched a playoff spot. They did so with Rowdy Telez on the mound. They punched their postseason ticket for the fifth time in the past six years. A blowout win, 16-1 to against the Marlins. Uh, so they had a position player pitching on the mound there. Uh, but it was a blowout, so it didn't really, didn't really matter too much. Christian Yelich hit two home runs. They had a 12-run inning there, which just put the game out of reach. Pretty poetic. Uh, Corbin Burns delivered another pitching gem. I mean, this, this team is ready to rock and roll. They're ready to rock and roll. And we'll see them in the postseason. Tickets are being punched. This is this is what's going on, guys. So pay attention to all of this. If we head to New York, Aaron Judge had a three-homer game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. He took a curtain call after becoming the first Yankee to hit two separate three-homer games in a year. This is a 7-1 win over the D-backs. And Aaron Judge with a hat trick. Three-run homer in the third, a two-run shot in the fifth, and then a solo blast in the seventh. All opposite field shots for Mr. Aaron Judge. You know, Judge hit 62 home runs last year, you know, beating or eclipsing Roger Maris's single-season record of 
61. That's uh, so he's now the all-time American League single-season record holder. However, you know, Judge missed a good chunk of time due to injury this season. But when he's been healthy, he's been outstanding. I mean, he's just been typical Aaron Judge. He's played 100 games this year, and he's got 35 bombs. 35 bombs on the season, so uh, a 10-20 OPS. Typical Aaron Judge. I mean, not the average isn't the highest what we saw last year, but who really cares? The damage is there. He's obviously in year one of a nine-year contract, I believe, that he signed in the offseason. But the Yankees are not in the postseason this year, but you know, at least fans who went to Yankee Stadium got their money's worth on Friday night. A team that is now surprising everyone, the San Diego Padres. Could they possibly be making a playoff push here? They have won their eighth straight game. Manny Machado's two home run night powered this on Friday. A series opening four to two victory over the Cardinals at Petco Park. So Machado's playing through an elbow injury. He acknowledged will require offseason surgery, but he homered twice. Didn't seem to be bothering his swing including a go-ahead two-run blast in the eighth. And these guys are emptying the tank. I mean, a run to the postseason seems highly unlikely at this point because the Padres have lost tiebreakers with both the Cubs and the D-backs, the two teams who currently occupy the final two wildcard spots. So even if they get they tie for those last two wildcard spots, they, they don't have a tiebreaker. There are three other teams they need to jump as well. So it's it's highly unlikely. If they keep winning... Things might get awfully interesting, though, over the last week of the season. There's, there's a week left. I mean, it's it's funny because a week ago, obviously, everyone's like, what, what are they playing for? And then they win all week long, and now we're like, oh, could it happen? Well, to jump three teams in the standings is never easy. But the Padres, the Padres right now have San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Miami ahead of them. And all those teams are just outside the playoffs. Um, Philadelphia, Arizona, and Chicago have the top three wildcards for us right now. San Diego is four games back of the wildcard. They're going to need some help. They're, they're going to need some help. That's the way these things go. Um, but when you've won eight in a row, this is how those conversations start. But we'll see. I, I think it's unlikely. But uh, with a week left, we'll see. Let's head to Los Angeles, where Freddie Freeman reached a long-awaited goal of a 200-hit season. We talk about an MVP, a sleeper, someone who's had an outstanding MVP caliber season. It's Freddie Freeman. We're not talking about him because of his teammate, who's stolen the, the shine, really. But Freeman's had a phenomenal year. 334 average, 26 homers, 95 RBIs, 974 OPS. And this dude plays every day. He really does. Um, he went three for four back in 2022 on the final day of the season to finish the season with 199 hits. So it was just one hit shy. That was last year. Well, this year he had to start all over again, and, and now he's done it. He got his 200th hit of the season in his 152nd game. So he's well shy. I'm sorry, oh, well ahead of end of the season. Ground ball through the right side, and it's a nice milestone. I mean, it's a nice addition to what's been one of the best years of Freddie Freeman's MLB career. He turned 34 on September 12th. He's on track for his highest batting average in OBP in a full season, excluding 2020, the, the pandemic short season when he won the MVP. But he also has a career high in stolen bases, 21, runs scored with 125, doubles 56. So he has a realistic shot at the first 
60 double seasons since 1936. It means four more doubles to do it. Can you do that in a week? It's possible. Absolutely. But yeah, um, so this is someone who's won an MVP. He's a seven-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, a Gold Glover, a World Series champ. I mean, he's he has a 200-hit season. What's the one thing he'd like to do? Win a batting title. And he's come close. He's finished in the top three four different times in his career. Um, now he's he's still close. He's hitting 334. He's trailing Acuna Jr. at 337. Oh, never mind. He's not that close. Luis Arias is at 354. So it looks like is definitely going to run away with that. But at the end of the day, you know, still a phenomenal season by Mr. Freddie Freeman. So shout out to him for the phenomenal year. So that's going to do it for today. You know, could keep going, but I uh, just want to kind of keep it on the big Friday night milestones. Of course, there were other games. Uh, you know, like Chris Sale striking out seven or five scoreless innings for the Red Sox and a 3-2 win over the White Sox. But, you know, rather than going too deep into that, you know, neither of those teams are playing for anything right now. So we'll keep it at, we'll keep it at those, uh, big moments and playoff clinching moments for Friday night. So that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.